I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. And hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. So when last we left the two of you, you were in the mall, just got done talking to your head watchman dude about what's going on, what's going on in the mall, and he told you that somebody had been by looking for you. Roach. Yeah. Ghoul of the local Baron. Uh, Baron Walter? What's his name? Yep, Baron Walter. Baron Walter. The Nosferatu. Alright, so Coco, how do you feel about meeting the Baron? Um, like, I don't even know what that means, okay? He's the person who actually rules this place, technically. All he does is sit on his fat ass and doesn't do anything. But... He somehow is in charge. I mean, whatever. Like, I feel like I make good impressions. Uh, okay. And, um, just a word of warning. He's of a similar type to Art. Similar type of vampire. You know, Art's a little creepy looking. Ugly. He's so ugly. Yes, but now crank that up a little, a lot more. Maybe to like 11 or 12. Just to... Ew. Yeah, just to give you a warning. Baron Walter's place is a few blocks away. How are you guys intending to get there? A few blocks? Walking? Do I see Ricky's car when we're walking out to Jimmy's? I think so, yeah. That's just like heavy-hearted, man. Like, very, very sad. You can just see, if you even, like, care to look all over my face, my whole being. Like, just how fucking shitty. Like, all the good times we had in that car, man. This is bad. And the front driver's side uh, headlight is all crumpled in and wrecked from where he hit that car. When he was trying to save my life? I mean, sure, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, obviously, like, and I fucking killed him. (laughs) Fuck, man. Is any of that vocalized? No, but written all over. Jimmy's not completely oblivious, so... Yeah, the, uh... Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a nice car. Um... Did you want it now? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't give a shit about that car, okay? Like, you have no heart. <laughs> like, you guys just don't even care. <sighs> about the car? I mean, I, I'll take it off your hands if you don't want it. Yeah, fuck you. I don't want that fucking car. <laughs> like, my, my friend, my, best friends I just and you're so callous like this is just life for you this is cool um yeah I mean life is just well unlife is just doesn't end you just exist and people come people go sometimes bloodier than others you keep saying that bullshit like on life. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm still, this is still my life. Like this, I'm still, everything's fine. <laughs> like, I just, it's life to me. Okay. That, can we just go? I don't, I, I, I feel like I can't with you. Like fucking 80s throwback. Like take me out of here, please. All right. Well, let's just, uh, let's just mosey on over then. 
a short, silent walk a few blocks away. We'll take you outside of a small house and a row home that is usually where Baron Walter is. You know that the building is, air quotes, owned by his ghoul, Roach. But Roach is more of a pet than a person at this point. Outside of it, you see a familiar car, Jimmy. Whose car? It's an older car, so that it doesn't have all of the nice electronics that modern cars do. It's a Cadillac, actually. And in looking at it, you recognize it as one of the sheriff's cars. Fuck! Jimmy says under his breath. Okay, this is not at all what I was thinking would be talking about. Okay, Uh, okay. Coco, the sheriff is in town, and he's probably not going to be happy that you were turned without anyone's permission. Without the prince's permission. So, be on your best behavior. What are you talking about, like, the sheriff? Like, I don't have any warrants. You have nothing to worry about with me, Jimmy. Everything's fine. Yeah, the kindred sheriff. The the lawman of the kindred. Wait, what's a, what's a kindred? Jimmy puts his fingers up to his mouth and goes, <coughs> like, index fingers making fangs. Yeah. Kindred. What the fuck? Um, so, alright, cool, I guess, but like, they can't arrest me. I didn't do anything wrong. No, they just kill you. No, due process. No. They just kill you. Now, I don't know if he has any of his deputies here. So you could probably run away. The fuck? Oh my god, so like an illegal police force just for like vampires? Are you kidding me? Uh, When you say it like that, it sounds pretty cringy, but they're also pretty scary. Sounds pretty fucking stupid. Like, no. I have some agreements with that and some disagreements with it, but let's pretend we agree with uh, following the rules for at least another hour. What fucking rules? Oh, God. Um. Yeah. Most important is masquerade. Okay? Uh, don't do obvious shit. Obvious kindred shit to draw attention to you. Kind of the main one. Uh, and the rest of them are about, like, know your place. Don't. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Just don't freak out. Or if you need to run away, don't do it in a way that um, draws lots of attention. You're the most confusing person I've ever met in my entire life. Don't freak out and draw attention to yourself. Well, why the fuck would I freak out, first of all? Don't run away, okay? But like people are apparently, maybe, possibly trying to kill me? Like, come on, Jimmy. It's a confusing new world you've entered. Let's head on in. You can fucking say that again. As you take a step up towards the door, Jimmy, you will notice that Coco stops and does not enter. You coming, Coco? Um, am I going with him? Like, why am I stopping, boss man? You just stop. Yeah, no, I can't go in there. I don't, I don't fucking know what you and your friends have planned, but like, it's probably something fucked up. Like, no, I'm good. I'll wait out here. (sighs) All right, look, come on. We just, we need to talk to the Baron and get everything sorted and deal with whatever the sheriff has brought. No, no. No, I don't need to talk to anyone. I'll just wait. I don't know these people. Fuck these people. Okay, like, there's 
only like regular sheriffs around here. And if there's going to be like law bullshit, like I feel like I can handle that myself. Thank you very much. Do you know who my father is? No, thanks. (sighs) Remember what I just said about following rules and knowing your place? Well, this is one of them. So come on, let's go. And Jimmy starts walking towards Coco. And as he comes towards her, I just back up. No, no, I can't. And I don't want to go in there. This is not a rule for me. No, thank you. It is now. And he tries to grab at her. I don't want him to touch me. Ew. So where do you grab her? Uh, probably just her wrist. He barely grabs onto the, like, her sleeve sort of thing, pulling one of her monster hands out. You're coming with me. And starts trying to drag her along. Trying to treat her like a child. And all my monster shit, like, it, it's exposed. He can see it. I can see it again. It's like a real thing. Yeah. It's not fake. You have giant, ugly monster hands. No, fuck you. I'm not coming with you. Jimmy, fuck you. I'm not coming in there. I can't, I won't, and it's not going to happen. Like, seriously, fuck you. Jimmy, are you still dragging her? Dragging, and if she puts up a big fight, going to try and, like, a fireman carry her on his shoulder. You'll be able to pull her up the step into the door. Coco, you'll get that feeling that you can't take that step forward as he pulls you to that step and then he pulls you past that little bit of an invisible line you'll feel it push over you and then disappear as you are now inside the house what the fuck was that just hurry up come on let's go do you go with him yeah at this point just getting dragged along he'll drag you through this little house which you're familiar with in the way that it is not well taken care of. You've seen drug houses before, and this definitely fits the bill. Until he takes you into the back area of the house, where there is a reinforced door that leads down into the basement. Knocking on the door will kick on a speaker next to it, and Jimmy will hear a voice that he recognizes as the Baron. Who is it? It's Jimmy. But we have other issues that also I've brought. A Coco. There's just a... And then a loud thunk sound and a mechanical lock being retracted. And you can pull open the door into the basement. And Jimmy does that. Stepping down into these stairs, it is dark. There is some single light bulb dangling from the ceiling lighting going on. So you come around a corner and it is lit by computer monitors, TV monitors, CCTV monitors that are pointed all towards a couch that you can see that there is a a humanoid-esque dome to. A big hand will come up with some fat rolls coming off of it and pointy, almost damp-looking fingernails. And it waves you forward as the form on the couch shifts before going back to its attention on all of the TVs, the monitors, and the cameras. Baron Walter, pleasure to meet you. Uh, it's, it's not a good night, Jimmy. No, it's not. Should we start with your bad news or mine? A loud creaking sound portrays him turning. And at this point, he can see the two of you. Coco, you see a man that has chins upon chins. He is pale, like Art was pale. He is bald. For the most part, there are some moles that are little hairs sticking out of them. And a pointy nose. And he is obese, to call it lightly. He's probably easy in the six to 700 pound range. He's like five foot across. He is a big, ugly man. And he is giving you the up and the down. 
Does it smell too? Can I smell funk in here? There is an odor of unwashed person. It's not oppressive because as a vampire, you will come to learn that you do not sweat. However, Walter is not the only person that lives here and looking around to find the source of it, you will see that there is a dog bed back in the corner and there's a man sleeping upon it. Like a person man? And it smells like hoagies in this nastiest fucking basement. Yeah, something like that. Hoagies might be a little generous, but just like generally unwashed. You can just see disgust all over and you know, like I I really thought that Jimmy was better than this man. Like uh, desperation. <laughs> what the fuck? Walter will see this because you know we're not attempting to hide it, nor did you know what you were expecting. And he'll look to Jimmy and he's like, What did you do? Arthur found a gangrel. Make a new childer. Gangrel ran away. So we brought it to the mall to teach it the ways. Her the ways. But we didn't get permission from the prince because, well, we couldn't because it just happened without, um, well, it was just a random thing. A random gangrel caused it. So we took her in. Um, but you know, without Prince permission, there might be issues caused by that. You bet your ass there's going to be issues. She's illegal. Yeah. But bringing her in and raising her properly is probably better than having her wake up in a ditch hungry and wanting to eat on the next thing that shows up and leaving a body because funny you should mention body. Because there's another one that showed up. Where? He begins to give you an address. An address that Coco will for sure remember. And if you you think about it for a minute, it was close to where Missy was going to be selling her drugs. And if Art told you where he saw all of this go down, it is that same address. Like? The place that me and Ricky went to? He turns beady little eyes on you. What do you mean? Nothing. Like, I don't know. Like, I think I'm, I'm from the area, so I kind of know. Um, I feel like you guys are talking about me and not to me, which I think is fucking rude, just first of all. Um, but like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. So this is the same address that we were at. Is that what you're saying? It could have been the gangrel that caused this. I'll I'll go investigate. Yeah. You may have seen the car. Yes. If Vinny uh, here? No. His uh his bitch is around. Rude. I think is it uh Raven is around. Yeah, she told me about what happened, she found out. Alright. You is she going to show up? Is she in hiding? Said she was getting some smokes. Told her not to eat anything. Alright, well we can uh should we wait for her? Is she going to come back? Like, what's the plan here? Do I just go investigate and figure out whatever's going on? Like, what kind of smokes are we talking about, though? Like, let's not be too hasty, Jimmy. He's going to point a meaty finger at you, Coco. You need to learn your place, whelp. You are nothing yet. The fuck, bro? She says it, Jimmy. Try not talking. This is the third one, Jimmy, this month. Was that priest? He waves his hand in the direction generally of where that priest was found. It was the one in the mall. Now another one. They're going to push a story of it being another 
animal attack from the sounds of things. Well, uh, with three attacks like that, I'm starting to think another baron might be trying to cause problems with us. Nobody else wants this shithole. Yeah, that's why it's surprising. I didn't think it was a possibility. Unless there's something here that we don't know about. Maybe some Tremere found out there's a magical hoodicky. Do you have anything else? Um, not right now, no. I'll be sure to let you know if something pops up. Good. And he looks at Coco. Got my eyes on you while you continue to live. Sure, okay, bye. Like, I'll see you later. Come on, Jimmy, let's go. Jimmy nods goodbye and follows Coco out. You guys will be able to walk back through the house, come out onto the little stoop, and then down onto the street. Do you guys do anything? The car is still here. Yeah, so I don't think that the door shuts to the building all the way. Like, there's no latch thing. Before, I, like, punch Jimmy in the arm, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck was he talking about? Like, the priest that died? Like, I know that guy. We'll talk about it later. For now, I feel like lying down on the hood of a car. How about you? No, I don't want to lie down. I want... Let's go lie down on the hood of a car and wait for Raven. The fuck? Come on, man. Like, there's so much going on. Like, uh, I need to tell you, I need someone to bounce shit off of. Okay, can you just, like, be my, like, bouncing board, please? Please. Bouncing board? What? What's up? Fine, let's sit on the hood of the car and you can talk. What are we going to like, uh, um, fucking high school football field or something? Can we just like get in the fucking car and go sit behind the IHOP and like chat for a couple of minutes? Who the fuck wants to lay on the hood of a car? Like next you're going to be talking about like your biggest boombox. Cause this car is owned by a deputy. Okay. Still not following. It means nothing. Exactly opposite reasons. I don't want to be on it. The deputy is going to come and see us here and going by us sitting on it. It is signaling that we want to talk. Oh, I get it. It's like some gang shit. All right. I mean, like, cool, bro. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Not a problem. You lead the way, like, and then just tell me, like, do I need to, like, sit? certain ways to like throw gang signs we're just sitting on a car that someone else owns to get their attention that's all you'll be a annoying brat on someone's car just don't beat it up too much because they have power not a fucking annoying brat jimmy like for real fuck i'm saying be like an annoying brat i'm not saying you are one there's one thing I remember from back when I was in school is metaphors and similes. You know, simile is like or as. It doesn't mean you're actually like it. Even metaphors doesn't mean you're actually like it. What do they teach kids in schools these days? No, a simile is like, like you're the same as, right? But like, how can I be the same as an annoying person when I'm clearly not annoying? Like, for real, Jimmy, like, fuck you. But whatever. Like, I'll sit, I'll throw the gang signs. You just have to show me the gang signs, okay? Like, I'm going to be cool. The gang signs right now are keep your fucking hands in your hoodie so we don't draw attention. Fuck you, man. I didn't choose this life. Fucking dick. And I just kind of, like, shove my hands, like, even deeper and do that awkward, like, wiggle them together kind of thing and rock back and forth. You fucking dick so idea bounces you said you wanted to say something before i clearly insulted you and you took severe offense what me you're not insulting me like you love me clearly because i'm amazing obvs duh okay 
What did you want to talk about? Oh my God, the fucking, uh, the church guy, yo, that fat fuck was saying, right, about Father Santiago, right? Like, I know that guy. Okay, what about him? He died. Like, he got attacked by some, like, weird monster, and can you keep a secret, Jimmy? Like, a for real, legit secret. Uh, sure. Oh, fuck you, bro. You don't sound, like, enthusiastic at all. Like, I'm not telling you anything. Oh, like, oh my god, I can totally keep a secret for you, girl. No, look. I'll keep a secret if I need to keep a secret. But if it's something super important, I might not be able to keep it a secret. Never mind, then. Forget I said anything. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Like, I was just pretending. Like, it's not real or something. Look. I want to help you, all right? I want to make your transition into unlife easy, but right now, bunch of shit on my plate, and I wasn't expecting a new member of the coterie to be added. Okay? If I come off a little short, or if I come off a little edgy or angry, probably because I am, but not at you. Okay. Oh, thanks. Yeah, like, it's not me. It's you, right? Is what you're saying. Like, it's not me. It's you. Sure. Let's go with that. I love that for you. And I totally want to help you any way I can. So I'm here for you. I will. Unless it's super important. I will keep the secret. Okay. Unless it's like world shattering gonna you know if you tell me the the beast attack was actually werewolves or something then that's not exactly a secret i can keep because werewolves on our turf would be bad i know right like werewolves <laughs> adorable but um the old church guy father santiago like I knew him. He was like the old man from like our family church and stuff. And he was so sweet. I loved him so much. And then like he got replaced by fucking Father Todd or whatever, who was a perv. I'm going to let you know, like a super fucking perv, like fuck Father Todd. Okay. Like super weirdo. And then. Wouldn't that be what he wants? No, no, no. Like, he does a, honestly, like, I'm not sure if it's just because, like, young people, like, boy, girl, I, like, I don't know what his kink is. It doesn't matter. Like, stay the fuck away from him. Father Todd, fuck that guy. Okay, got it? Promise? Uh, is that the secret I'm supposed to keep? That he's a creep? I think so. I think so. No, no, no. Father Santiago is not a creep, is what I'm saying. No, Todd. Todd. Oh, yeah. Fuck Father Todd. No, tell everyone. Like, fuck that guy. That's not a secret. Everyone should know. Fuck that guy. Do you think we might need to pay him a visit? No, I don't like him. I don't like to be around him. No, thank you. I'm good. But remember what we've turned into. We've turned into monsters. So we can scare him. Um, no, <laughs> like, I don't want to, <laughs> I was just throwing out ideas, but continue with your story. Okay. So like father Santiago, like somebody killed him. Did I tell you like there I did, I saw a monster, like it was a scary fucking monster. And, um, I don't know. I think there might be like, like monsters and definitely. It was clearly a monster that killed Father Santiago because he was like a saint among men. Could you describe this monster? Scary, I think. Like, very scary. Like, weird, different. I don't know. I was like a little fucked up or whatever, but like, not like super fucked up. You remember walking by an alley with Jade. You guys were on the way to her house. And you heard a gunshot, and coming out of the alley was a large canine 
wolf, large dog, something along those lines. It was white. It walked down to the end of the alleyway and then vomited blood. And if you think about it for a second, think about to earlier this evening, this was your second encounter with a large white canine creature. Holy fucking shit, bro. It was the same fucking dog bit me as the same dog that killed fucking Father Santiago. Holy shit, Jimmy. Jimmy. It's the same. It's a fucking white wolf or something. Like, I, it, it, it's, it, there's some fucking white wolf. It's a white wolf. It killed, it, it got me. It got him. Like, what the fuck, man? Hmm. That's actually good news. Thank you. That's not fucking good news. It's not good news at all. Like, it gives us a target to hunt to deal with all the other murders that have happened. We know who it is. Or at least we have a description. So, we can find him and you can talk to the man who killed you. Or a woman, for all I know. Maybe you can, if you're not happy with being kindred, you could exact some sort of revenge, potentially. Does that sound fun? That's why it's good news. No, it doesn't fucking sound fun. Actually, I'm having a real hard time just, like, doing a call. Because the thing that a father Santiago tried to get me, he ate me, he got me, and now I have monster hands, and I'm a fucking monster, and I'm hanging out with fucking, like, Boy George or whatever. Like, what the fuck? Well, stew on it, because we're going to be hunting him soon. On that note, you will begin to hear footsteps coming up the street. Jimmy looks around and I'm assuming sees Raven. You do. She is walking down the street for Coco's benefit. Raven is a young woman, early 20s, similar to your age, actually. She is wearing knee-high boots that have like a four-inch bottom on them. She has a little skirt on that comes down about that far and lots of straps. She's wearing a hoodie that has little devil horns that are stuck on the top of it with neon green trim. She is carrying a cell phone in one hand and a Slurpee in the other. And she looks up from her phone for a moment, sees the two of you sitting on the car, takes a big annoying slurp off of it, finishing it, throws it onto the ground and walks up to you. You will see that she is approximately like half Japanese. Raven. Jimmy. I'd say pleasure to see you, but whenever I see you, it's always bad news. So. I, well, you know, you gotta, eyes and ears, you know? You gotta know things. Yeah, um, so, I'm asking if you had any other information about what you told, uh, the Baron about what happened? Like, trying to get information from the source, not through, you know, telephone game. Yeah, sure. Coco. As you'll get this girl, this woman that is your age, or seems your age, her skin has a healthier looking tone to it than Missy or Jimmy or even this barren guy had. You can see that she is breathing. She exhales a little bit of air into the light sky, and she blinks. However, maybe it's because you're you're looking for it or something along those lines. You can feel that same kind of predatory feeling coming from her that is coming from Jimmy and that came from Art and Missy and the Baron. That some that something lurking beneath. Jimmy, you know Raven, you've interacted with her a few times. You know that she enjoys using the blush of life frequently. Perhaps why she was able to drink the Slurpee. It's definitely why she's able to use whatever that stupid piece of technology she's using is. And you can just see the difference, the flush to her cheeks, the the breath, the blinking. 
but she'll look to you and she'll look to Coco. Yeah, I got a file folder in the in the car. Do you mind if I take a look? I don't know. He's a friend of yours. Oh, sorry. Um, this is Coco. She was has recently joined us as of uh three four hours ago. And I just do like the blush and the turn in and like the little like girl flirt. Like, hey. You leave the hands in the pockets? Absolutely. Like they are deep. And because I'm a little stressed out, like they're kind of rolling around one another. And I keep like feeling the gross hair on the back of my hands to like try and calm myself down. But it's only making me more like agitated. So I just keep kind of like rolling my hands in my hoodie pocket. Uh, so Jimmy will also add, uh, there was a gangrel that turned her at the place where the other body was found. She does a thing where she wrinkles up her, her nose and her mouth in thought, like, well, shit. Yep. So instead of leaving her on the streets to eat the next person that comes up after she wakes up. Uh, we brought her back to the mall because the gang girl, her, her sire just abandoned her. Yeah. They got a habit of doing that. Yeah. She goes into a pocket, pulls out a pack of cigarettes, rips the top cellophane off and pulls one out, offers the pack to each of you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. She just holds the pack out to you, Coco. And Jimmy will take one too. Sure. Coco, do you take your hand out to take it from her? Yes. Totally, like, not thinking, as natural as ever. Like, take my hand out of my hoodie and go to grab a cigarette. And at the same time, like, hey, my name's Coco. Her eyes catch yours, and then she looks at your hand on the pack of cigarettes. Then she looks back at you. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Like, mortified. Um, hand immediately back in my pocket. If I had grabbed a cigarette, like I broke it in half because I put everything in my pocket back so fast. She looks at Jimmy. It's, uh, you know the rules, man. Yep. Gotta love the tenants. They keep us safe. That they do. She will take a cigarette out for you, Coco, and offer it to you. But like, to put it in your mouth to avoid you pulling your hands back out. And I'll sadly, humbly, gratefully stick around and take that, but definitely shy guy. You know, you can read it all over her entire being. She puts the pack away, pulls out a lighter, lights her cigarette, tosses you the lighter and goes to get the file folder out of the car. All right. Yeah, Jimmy lights his and then has a bit of a smirk as he lights Coco's, wondering if she's going to not enjoy the smoke. So later, it's no big deal. But then as he brings it closer to you, everything around you drops out of your field of vision except for that flame. And you feel an unbridled primal terror at that flame as if it is going to burn you to ash if it gets any closer. And then it fades. It's just a a spike of fear. Am I able to allow him to light my cigarette, or does it cripple me to the point where I can't let him get any closer? This was but a moment. Jimmy might not even have noticed as you were just holding yourself still to you know, not move the cigarette out of his way. You definitely see her pupils dilate. It's hard to tell when a vampire tenses the muscles in their body if they're not doing anything with it in that next explosive moment because their bodies don't respond in that way. But she does tense for just a second as you bring this later up into her face. It's almost poetic to see the reflection of it in her eyes as it happens. There is a wash of fear that pops over her 
awash of fear that you are probably familiar with from your own exposure to fire and the beast. But her cigarette is lit. Jimmy kind of looks, remembering that there's the fire thing, and but looking for, see if there's a dis- look of disgust. Kind of just eagerly waiting that look. You don't see disgust. You see just like horror, afraid that my whole everything, it's been a rough fucking night, man. Like, this is fine. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not going to be hurt. You're not hurting me. Like, fuck. All right. All right. We're good. Pull on the cigarette. You take a drag. Absolutely. Like deep and smoky and to the point of like, normally I would be coughing at this one. It's like a lot. You take the smoke in. It doesn't taste anywhere near as good as you remember but it doesn't taste as bad as something to make you immediately nauseous or want to vomit. And you take that deep drag and you know that you would normally be coughing or that you would need to not take such a deep drag because, you know, you need oxygen at some point. You hold that smoke in your chest for a moment before you slowly exhale. There's a shutting of a car door on the other side and Raven comes back around with a manila envelope in one hand and the cigarette in the other. Jimmy's mildly disappointed, but only for a second. He goes, takes a drag on his uh, cigarette. Uh, that's uh, the file there? Yeah. And she hands it to you. Flipping through it, it has the address. It has a picture of the body which has its throat ripped out. It looks like a nicer dressed dude than might normally be in that area. Trying to do his due diligence following some sort of process before he goes in to do a in-person investigation. Sure. There's like a name. There's some personal information. Do I see or recognize anything? Uh, hey, Coco, you know this guy? That is the guy that you saw in the alley that you went to pick up drugs from. That he had the two, the two briefcase suitcases of drugs that you guys were gonna take. Jimmy, bro, I know that guy. He's like bad news, and he's dead. Was he bad news to you? No, he was supposed to be a hookup, and like was gonna climb the corporate ladder or whatever. But like, he's dead. He was there tonight. And Ricky, and the car, and then I ate Ricky, and it's been a weird fucking night, but I'm just saying, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. As she's going on this long, almost tear-filled rant, Jimmy sighs, puts everything back in the envelope, and hands it back to Raven. She'll take it, stick it under an arm to kind of hang on to it for a second. Uh, thanks. That was uh, That was useful. Has, uh, did the sheriff clean it up at all, or what's going on? It's being linked to the, the previous body they found a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm sure in the next couple of nights. The, the priest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that guy. Yeah, Coco was saying the, the person that turned her was also there. You want, you want to tell the story? No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. The person, there was, there was a fucking white wolf monster thing, like, and, like, the guy, I knew the guy, and the fucking Father Santiago, like, I knew him, like, he was good, and then he was replaced by Father Todd, who's a fucking creep. Like, you're not listening to me, Jimmy, like, at all. At fucking all, bro. Jimmy just ignores her. <laughs> so this white wolf gangrel, if you get any leads, um, Coterie will gladly help in any way that the sheriff needs. She crosses her arms, does that thing where the one hand is still up smoking. I got a, 
I got a lead, but you're not going to like it. In fact, I don't know if you want it. <sighs> well, you dangled that in front of me. Of course I want it. All right, you're not going to like it, but you know Elizabeth, right? Elizabeth, yeah, the the other deputy. I don't think I, I met her once or twice, I think. Well, uh, word on the street is that she enjoys the, you know, gangrel art, and then she'll turn to Coco. No offense, but uh, what with the, the shape-shifting and stuff. So you're saying it's one of the hounds, potentially? No, I am not saying that. I am saying that... She's a white wolf gangrel. I, yes, that's what I have heard. Okay. That is good to know what we might be, what might be causing problems. Might. Maybe, maybe not. But good to know. I would keep that under your hat unless boss man finds out and gets real upset. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be sure not to tell anyone. Uh, he looks over to Coco. And goes, forget. Jimmy, you will notice the look come across her face real quick as she is lost in her cigarette. And then, Coco, your cigarette's a little bit shorter than it was. You spaced out on something as those couple of minutes of memories are wiped away. This is fine. I didn't really miss anything, obviously. Like, it's fine. All right, so... um. Coco and I here are going to uh, drop by the crime scene, I guess we'd call it. I don't know. Uh, and take our own look, if that's fine. Yeah, this is your domain, so it's, uh, it's your responsibility. At uh, I didn't know if the sheriff, I don't know, didn't want people around. He's busy with something else tonight. I don't know what. Hence why he lent me the car and told me to deliver Oh yeah, well, thanks for the uh, news bulletin. We'll be sure to uh, keep things under wraps. Does the rest of your uh, coterie know about her? And she points to Coco with the end of her cigarette before throwing it on the ground and stuffing it out. Uh, yeah, I just informed the Baron. Not uh, 30 minutes ago. Wonderful. Well, it looks like I don't have to worry about trying to keep it quiet from Finny then. He'll find out. No. If you want to tell him, that's perfectly fine. I have no problems. It's we're dealing with the problem we have. Um, super rude, you guys. Like I'm right here. But honey, like you're so cute. I was just wondering if um, like you could hook me up with like some some hookup before I get out of here because like we're clearly leaving right we're like investigation or whatever um I'll stop and I'll grab like smokes and stuff but like if you have anything a little bit stronger that would be cool she's a junkie just just come on Coco just <laughs> she she gives you a little chuckle Sorry, I don't have anything uh, of of your flavor on you. This is emotions like the the cigarette thing with her fingers without having a cigarette. This is more of a a cover, you know, to and points at your pockets where your big hands are, so that uh, people don't know what's going on. Because when it's cold out like this and you don't exhale and it leaves off smoke, you know, condensation, people get a little. And she looks at Jimmy because Jimmy should know better. Coco, like, really thought that she was within, like, like-minded company or whatever. So being just, yeah, no, bro, like, sorry, you're a freak. There's something wrong with you. Your hands are fucked up. Big shutdown, you know, and all over her face, just, like, confusion. Everything's wrong. This is super not cool. Like, um, hi, I'm not high. Like, this is the worst day ever. All right, let's uh, let's head on out. Um, 
See you around, Raven. Yeah, see you, Jimmy. I uh, hope your friend makes it. Jimmy pauses for a moment to think. Yeah, so do I this time. And she'll turn to Coco and say, good luck. You're going to need it. Uh, uh, thanks. And like a very sarcastic, not smiley peace sign back at like Raven or whatever. She just shakes her head and walks her goth ass back over to the other side of the car to get in the driver's side. Question. So white werewolf, like are there other other color werewolves? Am I like like a holy one because I'm white? It's not a werewolf. It's a gangrel. It's a gangrel. Does that make me stronger? Because you know what? I know nothing about gangrels, so maybe. But like, I thought you knew things or whatever. Um, push up boy. Well, I, I, yeah, I know things, but gangrels. Two weeks ago, he was like super sexy eighties guy with like his badass mullet and stuff, and now that I can see clearly. He looks like this fool. Can I tell you a secret? Okay, like Tom Jones or whatever. Like whenever I look at you, I see Dougie from Fifty First Dates. So there's that. Like, and bro, no thanks. Put on some longer shorts, okay? Like a whole t-shirt and stop taking steroids. Jimmy would probably get angry. Been insulted for his fashion. No, it's not how you dress, bro. It's just like how you are. We can work on it together. I swear to God. Like, you can build a bridge and get over it. Yeah, it's just like you'll build a bridge and get over your drug addiction. We're not talking about me, cutie patootie, okay? Like, we're going to buy you a whole t-shirt. What's wrong with my vest? Ew. <laughs> For real. Like, that's that's a legitimate question. For real, for real, says the dirty gangrel. <laughs> like, I'm not dirty, okay? Like, I shower. Not yet. You're just jealous because, like... I'm super cool, and I have lots of friends, and, like, I'm popular. Yeah, popular with little extra-long nails. Are those acrylics? Like, I just look down and, like, pull a half a clawed hand out of my pockets, and, like, you can see the hurt, and now they're fucking natural, bro. Like, I don't need acrylics. My shit's natural wow maybe we could go to the maybe we can go get manicures and you can get your hands waxed at the same time fuck you pro like for real jimmy like fuck you okay yeah yeah fuck you too for telling me i i look ugly yeah fuck you i didn't say you look ugly you look like a fucking roided out little B-list celebrity, like, with your stupid, like, 80s gear, like, stuck in, like, the time warp, okay? What's wrong with this outfit? Tell me. It's denim. It's durable. It's not going to go bad. Two belts, right? Two belts, in case I need to use one for something else. And it looks great. And these leather pants. I'm not going to get snagged on things as I'm running somewhere. Yeah. What's wrong? It's a perfect outfit. It's both good looking and it is functional. You know, he moves his arms around. It's like, no, I'm not, I'm not getting stopped by anything. Sleeveless vest. Well, all vests are sleeveless, but sleeveless. It's perfect. Meanwhile, you're you. 
So every single time Jimmy makes what he thinks is a point, Coco like cranks her head like a little bit, like three degrees, five degrees, like 10 degrees. Like, are you fucking kidding me? This guy in his Canadian tuxedo, his fucking jean jacket, no shirt, his like little man scruff. And then when he is demonstrating to me how his pants and outfit is super flexible, I imagine him doing like bends over exaggeratedly, right? <laughs> I can reach my toes in these. I see all these bends in my head every single time is like a little bit more, a little bit more. And then when he really starts to, can you? It's not going to rip. I just bust out laughing. Bro, you need a reality show. Like, I will hook you up with an agent. Like, I know people. Stick with me, kid. This is going to be great. And that'll get you killed. Masquerade. Secret. For sure, for sure. And I'm just, like, at this point, laughing uncontrollably, like, calling you Dougie. Like, um, making like funny ass, like comments about like your outfit, like, oh my God, did you see how he bends? And like doing an imitate, you know, for some of the Bung off, you ugly, you freaking, you, you, you storms off without trying to find an actual answer. And you would just see like Coco just like laughing. Fucking Dougie. Fuck it. Like. Drugs. <laughs> That's definitely what it is. Drugs. <laughs> no. 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 I don't need to talk to anyone. I'll just wait. I don't know these people. Fuck these people. Okay? Like, there's only like regular sheriffs around here and if there's going to be like law bullshit like i feel like i can handle that myself thank you very much do you know who my father is no thanks for some clarity it's like you started to follow him in and then your body without you really telling it to just stops moving into the house which i guess uh you could also roll like intelligence in a cult which would just be three for you, but you did do a lot of Googling on vampires the other day. I don't know if that, if I really feel like that is enough in this situation, given this, how much you know, but you just can't bring yourself to, to really just step forward. I feel like if you wanted to force it, you could try and force it, but it's as if something is warding you off. No, my gut is telling me do not follow this fucking psycho guy. No, thank you. I'll wait. If I had grabbed a cigarette, like I broke it in half because I put everything in my pocket back so fast. She looks at Jimmy. It's, uh, you know the rules, man. Uh, the six tenants is probably what she's talking to and the. I, I get that. So she's, uh, I'm supposed to ask for permission to change her, and I. So I think what Jimmy would get is that she is trying to warn you from getting attached, because oh, yeah. you know she's likely to get killed. Exactly, it could very easily end up with her destruction in the next, you know, thirty-six to seventy-two hours. Yep. Okay. If that's what she's into at. Diva, Diva, go away. Sorry, I missed that last sentence. Um, he's yelling as kitty cat. Yeah, so like I'm, I'm in my chair, right? And she comes over in front of me and she starts meowing. So I spin my chair so that I'm not facing her, and then she walks over in front of me because clearly she needs more pets because she doesn't get enough pets. She just shakes her head and walks her goth ass back over to the other side of the car to get in the driver's side. All right, so that's exciting. Um, 
do you want to do anything at the with the investigating of the place or not? Do you feel like you would bring the other two in on it or you would just go with the two of you? I'd probably look around for them. Forget well, you know they're back at the mall, and you would have to go back that way anyway. To... Well, I thought they were heading out. Uh, that's right. They were going to get Cheshire. My apologies. Yeah, so I think Jimmy would take a look for them to let them know. Forget there's a payphone that he can use to call them. Shrug and just head out. Sure. Uh, we can do that another night because it's crouching yeah. on. No, I, I don't know. I'm I'm also of the opinion that there might there's probably nothing there to find. Uh, th- so, um, do you remember back at Carol's party when Missy had that premonition? Uh, no. She had like a weird thing. She was out in an alleyway. Art oh, shook right. her out of it. So she foresaw that alleyway. Okay. So you might not find anything, but if she goes there, she might be able to do weird shit. Yeah, well. Missy's not going to be going with me, so... Yeah. But we'll see what happens when everybody gets back together. Okay. 